Welcome to Unfiltered with Ellie and Tamsin. I'm Ellie Zano. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach and a Reiki energy healer. It is my soul's purpose to educate, empower and inspire you to reclaim your power, to stand in your truth and to embrace your freedom. Hi, my name is Tamsin Young. I'm a collective consciousness coach and I specialize in mind, body and soul realignment. I have access to the Akashic Records and it is within my soul's contract to help you live a more purposeful life. Join us as we share our personal journeys and share with you the tools to how we reclaimed our power and now live our life on our terms. Now sit back, relax and open your mind to bring clarity, difference of perspective and to release your true power within. Oh, good morning. Well, good afternoon. I think it is my end. Yay. Two and a half hours difference. Mm-hmm. How are you, babe? I am awesome. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to episode six, Unfiltered with Ellie and Tamsin. 13th of January today. How's your January going so far? amazing i am loving being over the hump of the silly season almost coming to a close of the holidays and really really running with 2022 achieving all my wildest dreams and desires and i am just loving it so far manifesting hey mm. you're good at that <laughs> i am well, today we're here going to be talking about relationships and, um, yeah, well, you know, relationships, eh? All <laughs> things. What can you say about relationships? All things um, in relation to that, I I think that we we have talked a lot on this topic around how to approach this this episode um and I think it is really really important for us to come from a vulnerable and raw perspective around what we bring to the table and what is already at the table for us in all relationships so I'm really really excited to share this with everybody and um yeah tell me a little bit around your perspective of what you want to bring to the table for relationships. Yeah, definitely. Well, for me, relationships is a really good topic and it's something I'm really passionate about too. Um, and I've had a lot of relationships, so I, so I should know. Um, if anybody <laughs> knows me, they know that I've had a lot of relationships, a lot of, you know, really shitty relationships as well, domestic violence and all those types of things. But, you know, relationships is a really broad aspect too and I feel as though it's not just, you know, a relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a marriage, et cetera. It's relationships with everybody in our life, relationships with, you know, friends and family, co-workers, um, you know, associates, people that come in and out of our lives all the time. And one of my hard lessons recently and, you know, the epiphany that I, I guess I had was um, after having a really good friend, you know, he shared so much 
insight with me and it's just so good being able to have conversations with other people including yourself Tams and around relationships and what they mean to us what we are like in relationships um but what I'm starting to really learn personally is that people are coming in and out of my life um to teach me lessons and the lessons about myself and so that has been very very challenging at the same time (laughs) because Mm -hmm. when I can look back on the relationships that I've had lessons and for me particularly it was all about um, being able to you know see the theme that's been in my life and the theme for me was that I was having people come in and test my boundaries um test my personal power you know having relationships that were abusive um and what I'm realizing after talking to my good friend um that these people have been coming in and out of my life to teach me self-love, teach me what it is that I needed to do, which was self-love for myself. So it's, you know, over the years, like I've, I've, you know, tried to improve myself. I've looked at, you know, who I am in the relationship and I've had to take, you know, personal responsibility for what I bring into the relationship, the type of energies that I've brought in, um, my toxic behaviours as well. And, through all that though I missed that that tiny well not tiny it's actually quite big but I missed that point that for me to actually have self-love for myself I can't change the direction of these relationships or the people that I keep attracting into my life until I realize that the lesson for me was self-love so yeah it's, it's really powerful journey to you know I guess as we keep going through life and keep exploring who we are and for me I love to just keep questioning you know what is the lesson that I need to learn here in this situation or whatever and yeah it just keeps coming back to self-love for me I need to pay attention to myself and who I am and whatever it is that I'm bringing into these relationships but also what is the lesson that this person is here to teach me in this time? Um, and relation, relationships with friends as well, um, you know, their toxic behaviours and I've had to learn as well not to be the rescuer, the person that keeps running in to save them. Um, and, yeah, it just makes me realise how often that we can do that in relationships, even with partners and, you know, what role is it that they're playing as well? in our lives um you know do they come in and they save us you know or are we going in and trying to save them and I think you, you might be able to relate with that as well like you know if we're always going in to try and save somebody what kind of happens you know does that create that codependency you know in the relationship um I know for myself that yeah that's created a massive codependency when I've gone running into trying to save somebody in a relationship um they especially if they're toxic and they can't take responsibility I've been that person that's trying to fix them and help them but they're not wanting help and they're not wanting to be fixed if they they want to stay in this shit I really love the perspective that you come from um when talking about personal behaviours or toxic 
traits or uh, different types of relationships. I think that sometimes I find a lot of um, a lot of people don't actually identify friendships under the same umbrella as partnerships, but mm. everything is. Uh, relationship when it comes to you and another person you're in a relationship you are in a partnership of bringing balance and compassion and kindness and support and there needs to be there needs to be understanding and growth and learning and sometimes sometimes for me when I look at the relationships in my life I don't have very many and that's because I, I'm all for quality over quantity and I've, I've spent a huge chunk of my life feeling lonely or alone or um, uh, dependent on myself, independent maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and finding that, the relationships and like you mentioned is the relationships, the people that you come across, everybody, there is a lesson in everyone that you meet. And, mm. you know, sometimes questioning that lesson um, prior, during or after is okay. I think sometimes not putting pressure on relationships and questioning, you know, what can they teach me or what can I teach them and just letting it be um, is, is, a, is the right way to go about it. But if there are things like toxic traits or um, behaviours that you may not like, red flags, you know, you name it, that's when you – it is a really nice self-reflection to come back and say, okay, what was the lesson in this for me? Because we can't, like you mentioned as well, we can't we can't continue to live our life to be the saviour or the fixer-upper or the, the rescuer or somebody that goes around and is attracted to people that need help because nobody, a huge lesson for me <laughs> that I've recently learned is nobody is going to change unless they want to. And this, this comes, this comes with relationships. It doesn't matter if it's with your your spouse, your husband, your wife, your children, your friends, your 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 family. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That other person needs to change if they want to, and it's not up to us. But on the other hand. The only way to help that situation is by taking self-reflection and accountability for your own actions and reactions and seeing what it is that we can do as individuals to help ourselves and change ourselves. So let's give our audience and all our listeners some really, really personal and vulnerable stories around why it is that we want to come from this type of place within relationships and what value we can bring when when we talk from personal experiences what would you like to touch on first and how would you like our listeners to um 
understand why it is we chose this topic and why it is that you're so passionate about it. Yeah, well, I think I'm passionate about it because I've been through a lot of relationships, like I said, and I've learned, I guess, so much. But, you know, it's also because I see the struggles of, you know, the men and women around me who struggle in their own relationships and I think a lot of the time it's because we we actually don't know how to have relationships. We aren't taught necessarily unless you've had, you know, somebody who's, you know, an amazing parent who was able to teach you what an amazing relationship looked like. We learn a lot from our upbringings, from the TV shows, the movies, you know, all the false information that we're fed in, um, you know, even social media when you only see the amazing side of relationships um, and going out and celebrating things. And, you know, personally, I, I just recently shared on my Facebook um, profile quite openly about the struggles that my husband and I have had in the last year of our one year of marriage. You know, we've been together for four years. We've had a really, really shitty first year of marriage. And, um, you know, all the things, I guess, that we prided ourselves on, we we were challenged on as well um, in this whole year. And so I think it's really important that we realise as well that a lot of our conditioning can come from the things that we haven't been taught um, as well or the things that we've seen that we thought was real. You know, I think I shared with you earlier too about growing up um, and watching things like Home and Away um, and the dramas that the, the relationship brought in those relationships that I thought that was real, you know. So for me it's it's really important to be able to bring our own perspectives um and our own stories to our listeners so that they can understand too um that we're not perfect and we're not coming from a perfect space of you know having it all right um because we're just as human as they are and for me you know growing up I thought that relationships were just I don't know I, I don't even I can't even put to words really what I thought relationships was but I know that over the years I have learned what relationships are um, through my studies and you know really trying to understand relationships because personally you know it wasn't until I started taking personal responsibility for myself and understanding what that meant that I was able to start looking at myself in a relationship and what I was bringing to that relationship, how I was impacting it, how I was changing things for, you know, the other person involved, how I was listening to them or how I wasn't listening to them. And I know for many, many years I played the victim in a relationship because of the stories that I had told myself about myself. Um, you know, I'd been abused and I had been in domestic violence and I'd been sexually abused as a child. So therefore I carried these other stories with me um, throughout my life that I wasn't worthy, that I needed somebody to rescue me, that I needed somebody to come in and make me feel loved and happy again. But in reality, the person that I needed needed to do that was myself I needed to come and save myself and stop living that fucking bullshit victim story I needed to be my own hero and not look for happiness outside of myself or approval from other people and fuck man like they have been some really hard lessons in all of that because I've had my heart broken I've been cheated on I have been abused and 
all from my own shit. It's all created from my own stories that I told myself and because of the people that I attracted and because I became their rescuer. Um, and really I should have been rescuing myself. So it's been really difficult to look back and see that, but at the same time I've had to really forgive myself for what I didn't know. And, um, you know, for me now, like it's taken me a long time, Tamsin. It's taken me probably over 10 or 15 years to really understand this. But for me now, like I I can say I'm not perfect and I'm still learning. I'm, I'm still going to fuck up. I'm still going to get it wrong. I'm going to make mistakes. But the beauty of it is that I'm more aware now and I'm more aware of myself and the type of things that I'm I'm doing in my relationship and even with my husband four years ago like I was so scared to trust because I'd been hurt prior and but I also knew that the only way through that was to like really communicate with him and be real and vulnerable and talk to him about um how I was feeling no matter how hard it was and I think that was the beautiful moments of our growth together in our relationship and it's not really been probably until like the last year or so that things have started to go a bit crap because we forgot about those things. We haven't been real and raw and open and um, not scared to be judged or ridiculed. I think we've done the opposite. We've we've ridiculed each other. We've judged each other. We've like started to you know disrespect that openness and that and that love that we had for each other prior. Um, don't get me wrong, no love has been lost. We absolutely, absolutely adore each other. But it's been a really interesting and very challenging and eye-opening experience this last year for both of us to look at ourselves and go, oh, shit, we're not actually being that person that we were at the start of the relationship anymore. Um, we're growing differently and we need to be open and aware about that and actually talk about that because at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for my husband's happiness. He's responsible for his own happiness and I'm responsible for my own happiness. And, again, that's that self-love for me. That's coming back to learning to love myself with or without, you know, his, his, uh, you know, his acceptance or approval or whatever because, really, I don't, I don't need that. I just need to keep loving myself and, and be real and raw but also be open with him and know that, like we still love each other and we still have each other's back. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that helps, but, um, yeah, just really, really coming from a place of um, vulnerability with each other and knowing that communication and understanding of ourselves and understanding of the other person can really go a long way in a relationship and being aware of ourselves I think is the biggest key. Um, because yeah, I know that I have been like in my other previous relationships, I was not like, I just wasn't aware of myself. You know, I think we can sometimes go into placing blame on somebody else so quickly in the relationship that we don't take enough responsibility for ourselves. I, I, I love that you really talk into your current relationship uh, without any comparison and I see that and hear that and I 
I really think that um, a couple of things that came into mind when I heard you speak then, and for all our listeners, Ellie and I are really, really good friends. We both speak to each other about our lives and everything going on. So I've heard a lot about um, her husband and past relationships as well as she has about my current relationship and past. But I never had this moment um, prior and I would love to share it. There is something that came into my mind when uh, you were saying that is that we, if we were to look back 30, 40, 50 years and we look at our grandparents now, you are more likely than not that they're probably still together. The marriage lasted longer. And, and you are now, in, in our day and age, relationships fall out so quickly and it makes you wonder why. Why does that happen? Is that we, we're taught, whether it be from our upbringing or our parents or um, mainstream media or, you know, reality TV, is that you just leave. When you see a problem, you just leave. Or when you see a problem, you, 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 you shouldn't have to fix it. But the reason our grandparents' marriage lasts forever is that when they see a problem they sit down and they fix it they communicate they they understand that they're individual people they're not codependent and that together to be in a marriage or to be in a partnership or a relationship each individual person is to grow grow together not grow as one or grow apart and so when it comes to you know relationships I, I find that we really all have to sometimes take a moment where we sit down, sit down with other people in our lives, whatever these relationships are to you, and just say to that other person what is and isn't working or what may or may not need to change or what you do and don't like. And if that other person can't hear you, if communication isn't there, if the openness isn't there, if the growth isn't there, then you know what? That's not your fault. Whether it be with you or the other person, people need to understand that in life we have to continue to grow and if we want to grow together, then that's what you do. You, you learn how it is that you can take accountability for your own actions and reactions but the other person needs to be able to do that too. And I love that we, you know, you you are putting yourself out there in a way where you said you put a post up on Facebook just to tell other people that in relationships we have problems, in relationships we have issues, but if we can sit down and talk to each other and use communication and growth as the next step, then that's when it will work. It doesn't happen overnight and sometimes we or the other person may not see it right then and there but that no one's perfect there's no such thing as perfect but I I truly truly respect the fact that when when we can take personal reflection and responsibility accountability maturity in relationships and say you know what maybe what I did wasn't right 
Or maybe the way that I behaved wasn't okay. And I will work on it. And if that other person can do that too, then that's when it will work. That's when relationships will work. I, I, I find it really hard to see when maybe, maybe things in your life prior happened and we can't take accountability or responsibility or we can't look at these things and think, wow, maybe I need to learn some lessons here or maybe I need to do some growing here and allowing other people in your life to know that. It's, it's honestly something everybody should do. It's something I do a lot and I'm open with the people in my life, my partner, about the fact that, you know what, I'm going through a hard time right now, it has nothing to do with you, but I'm sorry that I may be acting this way. I'm just learning these lessons. And, you know, he, he'll say to me, is there anything that I can do? And I'll just say, you know what, just be patient. Just, just be there for me. I'll let you know. And then because I'm so open and raw and vulnerable about that, now he is with me too. And that's just, you know, it, it, it comes down to us talking about this episode with people is understanding that, you know what, maybe that's all people need. Maybe that's all those in our lives and relationships need is for us to stand and say, this is our truth, this is our story. And if, if I can speak from my perspective and if it helps you, it helps you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's, that's up to you. But for me, if, it, if, if I can share my story and, and, and somebody can resonate, then that's all I ever want to do is have other people say, wow, I've never heard it from that perspective. I've never thought about it from that perspective. And maybe I, they need to just hear that to help their growth and their journey and maybe in their relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. I I really feel um, that so many can learn from sharing. Yeah. And just like you said, then, if, if you're able to share your truth and your heart with your partner, that also opens up space for them to share with you. And I know that personally that's something that I haven't been doing a lot lately with my with my own husband and I felt like we were a lot closer um, and being able to open up to each other and really connect on a on a deeper level when I was doing that. So I think sometimes it is just that we have to be responsible for that with ourselves so that it allows other people to feel safe in that moment too, to do the same. And, um, you know, that brings me to the, the responding versus reacting. You know, if, if when we are interacting with those that we love, whether it be our partner or friends, you know, and we are being honest with each other. Are we reacting over versus responding, um, or are you responding versus reacting? And you know, a lot of that reacting can be our projection of our own inner in- insecurities and and traumas and pain. And you know, that can really break down um, that communication and the ability to be real and raw with each other. And I think it brings us back to ourselves all the time in, in taking that responsibility 
as well for our own pain and our own hurts and the way that we've taken things, um, you know, which is why we react so much in relationships too because it, obviously something that somebody said, whether it's true or not, we can come from that that space of um, having to defend ourselves and so we go into the reaction mode instead of responding. And, um, you know, I know, you know, I know so many people, um, you know, and I used to do this in my relationships too, whereas I would always find the other person the problem. And that's not growth. That's that's finding, you know, to somebody else to blame all the time and finding um, a way to project my own shit onto somebody else. Um, and you should never be responsible for somebody else's, you know, crap. And never should you make somebody else responsible for your own inability to, to be aware for your own shit as well. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to ask you a little bit about your personal story, Tamsin, because I think you have a lot to bring to this as well, you know. I've said a bit about my my personal stuff Um but I know that you've you've had a really interesting upbringing, and you know it, you've be, you've been able to kind of get through that though. You've been able to overcome that and look differently, have a different perspective, I guess, from my personal. Like like I was saying to you, I came from a real victim mindset um, into my relationships, but you had a completely different take into that. Are you willing to share a little bit more about you know that story? For yourself. Yeah, definitely. So when when I hear your story from your perspective of being a woman in domestic violence, it really it really hits me to a place where I I haven't. I haven't. Um and the backstory around uh why I think I haven't is because when I was a child, so from birth to seven years old, I was a child of domestic violence. So um, my biological father was a very violent man. He did, um, he was really, really bad. So I, since I was eight years old, I've never seen him, never heard from him, never nothing. But for the first seven plus years um I was always on the other side of the door I was a a young child on the other side of the door listening and could hear the the abuse I could hear the yelling the screaming the slamming the banging I could hear the the I could hear what was going on I was in, uh, I was, you know, mainly on the other side of the door with my younger sister. And, um, you know, it wasn't until it was silent that we, uh, you know, came out of the room. And this was my life for uh, seven years. Um, There were many moments throughout those seven years that uh, he wasn't around, but we were living on scarcity wondering when he was going to come back he um you know we'd have police over all the time so my mum had you know put avos out there was um restricting orders there was all sorts of court cases and all of that and you know coming from the perspective of me now as a mother 
I I can assure you that my mother did everything she could in her power to protect us. I'm sure she did everything that she knew she could to help herself and help us. But this is still my story. This is still part of my perspective and my journey as a young child. Now, when I was just over seven years old, my mother packed my sister and I up in a car in the middle of the night and we ran. So we ran I don't know where we were going. I didn't question it. Um, My sister and I just got in the car and we drove. Now, we knew, we just knew that what we were doing was right. We we drove in the car for days, Um, arrived at a new house and, you know, it was very, very silent for a maybe three days, three odd days, my sister and I didn't question anything. And it wasn't long until he found us again. He then stole my sister and I, knocked my mum out in front of us, put us in the car and he stole us, kidnapped us. As uh, young children, we were feared for our lives again. Now at this point, Our mother wasn't there. So we had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. Um, He locked us in a room for day and night, day and night, day and night. We weren't allowed to move, talk, eat or anything. Um, And uh, there was a point where I was in my mind figuring out how it is that my sister and I could escape. And I was in between the age of seven and a half and eight. Now, at this point, I was too scared. I was too scared to actually take action. I wasn't even, my sister and I were in the same room, but we weren't allowed to talk to each other. Um, We, yeah, there was some really, really horrible things that I look back and reflect on. And it wasn't until the police had came into the house handcuffed him, put him in the paddy wagon and then picked my sister and I up and put us in the car and drove us back to our mother's house. This was the last time that we saw him. Now, I then was raised as a strong, independent woman to stand my ground and to do everything I could to see red flags or to not tolerate BS or to not put up with anything I didn't like. Mm. Now, as much as I strive to continue being like that, I, on the other hand, can sit here and say (laughs) there are traits within me that I have had to unlearn. There are traits within me that I have had to reflect on and look at and go, wait a minute, I don't necessarily need to be that way to particularly be strong. So I would do things and um, look at things in my life such as if you want something done, do it yourself or nobody's going to do it as good as you or um, I couldn't ask for help or accept help but I was more than okay to give it. So it was very conflicting for a huge chunk of my life only up until a couple of years ago when I have done some very, very, very deep childhood 
trauma healing and I reflected on those things and those traits that I had within myself so those behaviors that I was bringing to the table and when I talk about relationships um maybe I was being the victim maybe I was playing the hard ass maybe I was the one that was you know um not giving people that that chance to explain themselves or um you know uh, step up and show me that they were good because I was always the one to say, no, don't worry about it. I'm good. Uh, Do you know? And I was, there are times where I've had to sit back and go, you know what? I, I don't necessarily know if I want to be like that. I don't Mm. necessarily know if I have to be a hard ass because I have, you know, spent a duration of my life being a hard ass, (laughs) but There are times where I do have to take responsibility and accountability for my own actions now as an adult because the, the thing about growth is that the childhood, your, your childhood, whether it's good or bad, traumatic or not, that's not, that's not your fault. It's no one's fault. There's no one to blame. There's nothing. It's just a situation and an experience in your life that you can tell that's your story. It's nobody else's. But what I need to understand is the growth is my responsibility. That's what is my responsibility as an adult to live a life and to be happy and content with the way that I want to do and be. So when I look back on my story, if I can be there to resonate and help somebody and say, you know what, I'm, I don't know what life is like for you, but I, can, I will be here and I will hear you and I will see you and I will feel you, then that's all I love to do when it comes to sharing my story. So it wasn't nice. It's not good. It shouldn't happen to anybody. But on the other hand, it happened and mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. And and I just I just want to say... All power to your mum for that because being the woman that's been through domestic violence um, and, you know, having two little kids that I had to flee from that type of relationship, you know, in in my situation it wasn't violent. Um, My previous relationships before my children were violent, so I understand that, um, having to just run for my own life. But when you bring children into it and, like I said, mine wasn't physical, when I had my children, but it was definitely emotional and psychological and financial control. When you have to leave with children, it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, so kudos to your mum for that because it can take a lot of courage. And I think, you know, we, we will touch on more about abusive relationships um, in one of our later episodes um, and kind of talk a bit more into our stories around this further. But it can take up to women, like, you know, 12 to 15 times to actually leave an abusive relationship too. So, you know, I, I feel for your mom and I really feel for you as a child and your sister um, for going through that. And, like, honestly, babe, my heart was hurting when you were talking about that story. And, uh, yeah, you know, it brought me to tears because it's, it is definitely not something you should have to go through. But far out, like, look, at, look how far you've come from being able to become aware of what you went through and what your own mother taught you um, and then being able to reflect on, you know, your own issues around that um, growing up because, like, I think, you know, I said to you last time too, I can relate to being able to, you know, come out of those types of relationships and, and then having to stand in my power but then 
I, I've almost got mixed up about the feminine and the masculine role in a relationship and, and how to work through them um, with balance because I think when you leave, a, you know, a domestic violent relationship, for me, I had to learn to become mum and dad. I had to be the, both the masculine and the feminine roles and, you know, I've learned to put up walls, you know, and, and that's another issue that I've had to, you know, become more aware of in my marriage now is that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have my husband be that man that can do those things for me. Um, and it sounds like in your situation that you were, you were saying that, you know, you were the one that would break up with people and, you know, you wouldn't really let there be room for mistakes. So whilst you learnt to be, you know, really powerful and, you know, independent, you also weren't able to, to be able to open up that room for people to make mistakes and to learn together through that, it was almost like no, I'm going to put up a wall and I'm going to say no if you're not perfect, I'm going to get rid of you kind of thing, um, which, you know, again, you know, brings me back to, you know, we're not taught how to be in relationships other than the relationships that we have been shown and, you know, your mother and father were in a, a domestic relationship um, where there was violence and screaming and fighting, whereas my relationship with, you know, that I saw of my parents, it was very quiet. They didn't argue. They didn't say things to each other. They kept their arguments to a bedroom away from us. So I never learnt what it was like to have conflict. And then sometimes I wonder, did they even communicate like did they even fight did they even talk about their shit um you know for me growing up like I learned to be the server to be the woman that had to do everything for the man and that my needs and my wants weren't you know worthy or valuable or um you know that they, they were the things that didn't matter it was always what the man needed you know and I just feel like it's it's really interesting being able to have these types of conversations where you get to understand other people's perspectives what they were brought up in you know and I know for me now like obviously I've turned around and gone yeah hell no I'm not going to be that woman that's going to serve my man you know left right and center however I still love you know doing those things for my husband but you know being able to share the roles being able to you know, still have, you know, the feminine, the masculine role, but being able to share that workload, you know, at home and with the children, coming from that different perspective. Um, but, yeah, I think sometimes a lot of our relationships, our ideas of relationships can come from, you know, what we were brought up in, in our, in our own homes and then seeing you know, things play outside of ourselves, whether it be movies and TV shows or other other people's relationships around us. And then how do we navigate that to then go into our own relationships and then be aware of who we are and what we bring to the table in all sorts of relationships? You know, how do we play those different roles in every relationship that we're in? Um, yeah. Do you, do you kind of get where I'm coming from with that? Do you understand... Is that, in your experience, the same thing or am I, is that completely different for you? I absolutely agree. I think it is such a 
such a prevalent thing to mention when it comes to relationships and stereotypes. Are we as women uh, made out to be masculine or feminine? Uh, Are the relationships that we're in or partnerships that we're in, are we bringing more masculinity into our femininity femininity, (laughs) or vice versa? What are we doing that can help ourselves? Do we know ourselves enough to say, hey, guess what? I can do this and I don't classify myself as more masculine or feminine. It doesn't matter what type of gender roles we need to play. The thing is that, like you mentioned, which I completely agree, is that our social expectations, whether it come from our environment, the people within it, social media, um, mainstream media, trash TV, I don't care where it comes from, but (laughs) what we need to do is take some reflection on going, is this what we want to do or is this coming from an outsider's influence? And I... I, like I mentioned, I, I think that the whole stereotype behind um, our masculine energy is when we feel like we have to be strong. And that, that, that generally comes down to the fact that we, uh, as a society, teach our little boys to be strong and not cry. Now, why is it that we think that we are more masculine when we want to be strong? That's not something that I feel like I want to teach my son. It's not something that I want to teach my daughter. And that's not something that I'm going to live in because then that will influence them, whether I, whether I say it or not. Yeah. So when it comes to uh, my relationship with my partner, my children's father, I, we, do not, we do not refer things to, oh, no, that's a man's job. Oh, no, that's a woman's job. We do not do that because we don't believe it. But it's really hard to live your life inside of this uh, mindset because everything around you is telling you that that is a man or woman's job. So when you can really take that step back and and reflect on everything that influences you on a environment uh, surrounding perspective, it's hard. It's hard to step into that and say, um, it, it not, nothing is a gender sized or as uh, you know job as such and and when you when you mentioned about having to be mum and dad did 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 your perspective of that come from the fact that your outsider's um uh uh opinion was that or did it come from you feeling that from being raised and thinking that i think that sometimes we we I even I even still will, you know, ask my partner to do something and he'll say, oh, no, you know, you can do that. And we'll catch ourselves still doing those things. And the thing is that, you know, being in an open community relationship, it's not that I can't do it, but it's that I've learned how to ask for help. And, and, and you know, he knows that, I know that. But on the other hand, it's it, nothing should be a gender sized role mm-hmm. we need we need to out we need to relearn everything that we <laughs> we've been taught as a society um i think a lot more than just as simple as relationships and the way that we who we are in them but mm-hmm. you know 
we can be strong, independent people and still ask for help and still get help and give help and, and you know, be responsible for our own actions and what we bring to the table and what and, – and, you know, this is something. This is something really funny that I like to do quite often and I tell so many people to do this is check yourself. Check yourself. <laughs> Are you currently being toxic? Are you currently putting out the guilt? Are you influencing a, a situation in your relationship out of fear? What are you doing and what can you do to actually help and support the situation? So we have to check ourselves. Sometimes we can be, we can be playing the victim. Yeah, absolutely. Unintentionally, we can do that. Sometimes we can be toxic. But if every single person decided today was the day to check themselves, then imagine the relationships in your life where you actually look back and think, oh, maybe, maybe I was the one that was a little bit toxic. Just imagine that we could do that and teach our children to do that because that alone, stepping in the power of knowing that we're not perfect and saying that out loud and saying that to other people, it can change the game. It can change the game because... Uh, another thing that I'll reflect on what you did mention is that we attract people in our lives that are either meant to teach us a lesson or Mm. meant to be around forever because those are our people. They're our people. And, and, you know, as, as you and I have mentioned in prior conversations is that, you know, the the world right now, we are connecting with people that are our people. And I'm sure that if that really resonated with you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we are attracting the people that are like-minded and that are vibing exactly the same. And those people are our people. We we don't need everyone in our life. I I found it really, really difficult in my adolescent when when people didn't like me. I found it really difficult to deal with. And I came to realise why. Why do I find it difficult? I don't like everybody else anyway. Why do I find it difficult when somebody doesn't like me? Now I don't actually mind. It doesn't bother me because we're just not meant to be. We're just not meant to be in each other's lives. There's 7 billion people in the world. If I had 10 people tell me they don't like me, I don't really mind. It doesn't bother me. But we need to be open and honest when we come across people and say, you know, your vibe's a little off. Like, I just don't know. Like, is there something that I may have done that I can work on? And that is as simple as it is when taking accountability for your own shit. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the – it's like relationships aren't always easy and they are complex. But at the same time, if we're – we've got the right people in our lives that want to be in our lives and vice versa. And we're not putting up with, you know, toxic behaviors from other people all the time. Your relationships can be peaceful. They can be harmonious. And like you said, you know, when you find your right tribe, those people are there for the long haul and it's amazing. Um, And I'm, I'm really loving getting to know my tribe and the people that keep coming into my life now because I am putting those vibes of, you know, 
meeting like-minded people, meeting those people that um, actually have, you know, the same values and, and understanding as me in my lifetime for right now. And it's really powerful to be able to, you know, have the support because in the past I've not had people or particularly friends in my life. I've always found the needy friends, the people that I've gone and helped, you know, because I thought that they needed my help. However, it's ended up being a very toxic and codependent friendship where now I'm creating friendships where I can reach out and say, like, even just to you, I'm like, babe, I'm struggling with this. And you don't find ways to help me. You find ways to empower me and to bring it back to whatever I'm doing. What can I do to change my situation for me? Um, and it's the support, you know, that I, I know I can reach out to people like yourself to gain that support and that guidance and, and, and not to tell me what I have to do with my life, but to be able to support me um, in figuring it out for myself and taking responsibility for me. So, yeah, relationships are, are crazy. They're, they're all over the place, but it's, it's the relationship, I think, that we can look back on the relationship with ourselves that is the most important one and the relationship with ourselves is what will trickle out to everybody else so i'll tell you i'll i'll, I'll tell you something that yeah. this last year so my my oldest child is almost 4 years old so i've been a mum for 4 years mm-hmm. i've dedicated my everything to my children and i in that type of relationship, so that, that that society's expectation of being a mother was a huge wake-up call to me. And that's because I thought, I thought that I had to come last. I, th- mm. I thought that I had to come last and that I wasn't allowed to do anything for myself. And what a load of crock that was. It wasn't until I realised how far down the scale of care I sat that I wasn't actually giving anything to my children. But how could I when I wasn't teaching anybody else in my life how to love me because I wasn't loving myself. And that alone is something that I I am so passionate about is teaching mums, parents, but everybody is that if you don't love yourself, you can't teach other people how to love you. So nobody's actually going to treat you the way that you deserve to be treated because you don't even do that for you. So when it comes to it, when it comes to self-love, self-care, self-worth, self-anything, you mm. need to learn how to put you first. You need to come first. And I will debate this with anybody that says your children should come first. No, they shouldn't. Because if you can't be the best person you can be, then you can't be that for your children either. And they deserve you to be the best person you can be. So, yeah, sure, there may be days where you're feeling amazing and you don't need to put yourself first or give yourself that self-love you deserve because you've already done that and you're feeling high on life. Hmm. But on the other hand, if there are things happening in your life where you feel depleted or you feel like your self-worth has been challenged or you feel like you're struggling or you've got low energy, put yourself first. 
I don't care if you sit the, t- the the kids in front of the TV while you go and put a face mask on and give yourself foot massage. Go and do it because self-care is not selfish. And no. we need to teach women and men and children this because if we as mothers don't do that for ourselves, coming from my perspective, then how can we teach our children to do that? And that is something that I want to teach them is that they come first in their life. They yeah. come first. I think that's been a real hard lesson for me too, Tamsin. Um, you know, I'm eight years in um, to being a mum and this is something that, you know, from day one when your baby is born, you give it every bit of yourself. And I think that's one of the hardest things is that, when you dedicate your life to doing everything for your child, you do forget about yourself because they, they are needy. They are, um, you know, brand new little children that come into this world and they do need, they do require so much of our love and attention and our affection. And, and I get it, but for so many years I did the same thing. I love my kids. I would do absolutely anything for them. But this last year for me too was a massive wake-up call of, hey, you know what, I was running on empty. I had nothing in my tank. My cup was absolutely empty. It was dry. It was absolutely, um, it was cracking around the edges because I wasn't showing myself any self-love I wasn't putting any fuel back into that tank I wasn't putting any you know love into my cup and I really had to learn the hard way because I was starting to realize that I had no power over myself and once I started to step back into that power all things have changed the kids were kind of a bit like oh mom what the hell's going on you know it's been a beautiful lesson for me and I've been able to say to my kids you know what kids for me to be able to look after you, I also need to look after myself first because I can't be the full mum that I want to be to you if I have got nothing left to offer myself. And so my kids have been able to step into that and say, mum, like, you know, yeah, go for a walk, go do what you need to do um, so that you can come and spend time with me later and be absolutely present in that moment because I know I, I can't be present and I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. If you haven't been able to look after yourself, you can't be present with your kids or your husband even in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important that we always bring this back to ourselves and being able to bring this back to ourselves always gives us the ability and the strength and the power to take that responsibility um, for how we go about our lives and how we can look at our relationships and our relationship with ourselves is number one. So I'm going to bring it, bring it to close here because I think it's really important that all of our relationships in our lives are, are a reflection of ourselves mm-hmm. and what we are giving to ourselves in our own relationship with, with ourselves. Absolutely. I, I, I love that and I love closing it on that because really that I think that's the whole point, the whole point of this episode. If, 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 if you've made it this far and you've gotten through all the potential shocks, um, the potential, <laughs> the potential um, information that may have kind of hit you in the face going, holy moly, holy moly, I maybe need to check myself or I maybe need to, you know, reassess these relationships. The biggest one that we need to take care of all day, every single day 
is the relationship with ourselves. Beautiful. And we will be touching on that more in the upcoming episodes because as you can probably hear, we are very, very passionate about self-love and self-worth and empowerment and really, really uh, taking back, taking back our our truth and, and standing within everything that we can provide. So... I love this and I love talking more into the upcoming episodes around all of this that we're wrapping it up on. Beautiful, babe. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait to the next episode and I look forward to sharing more of this juicy information and details um, with our listeners at the next one. So I hope you'll join us for the next episode coming up next week. Amazing. <laughs> All right, babe. As always, so lovely to chat with you, and I can't wait to do it again next week. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks so much for sharing your real and rawness today, babe. I really. No, you too. You too. I know that we're going to be changing lives together in this 2022. Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! All right, babe. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, Ellie here from Unfiltered with Ellie and Tamsin. If you're enjoying our episodes so far, please share them with your friends and family so they too can be gifted with what Tamsin and I have to offer the world with our unfiltered opinions, unconditional love, truth and wisdom. If you have any questions for us, please email us at unfilteredpodcast.et at gmail.com. To connect with and to find out more about us and what we offer individually, please follow us on Instagram. You can find me, Ellie, at empoweredfreedom underscore coaching. And you can find Tamsin at realmumlife1820. Thanks so much for your support and we look forward to sharing more with you all soon.